Now, gender differences, and in particular issues relating to women, remain a major topic at AHA meetings, as evidenced by the profusion of red dresses adorning the halls and corridors of the Dallas Convention Centre. But a registry analysis conducted by Duke University's Karen Alexander suggests that in at least one arena, women are receiving too much treatment. There's obviously been a number of studies that have raised concern about a treatment by sex interaction with the 2B3A inhibitors. Two of the large clinical trials, specifically the Pursuit study and the GUSTO4-ACS study, actually showed evidence of harm in women as opposed to benefit in men. There was also more bleeding in women in these studies. And, of course, 2B3A inhibitors are known to have a side effect of increasing bleeding. So we wondered if in a community registry where comorbidity may be higher and dosing regimens may be more variable, whether or not the bleeding complications in women would actually be higher. And so we undertook a study to look at those patients who were given 2B3A inhibitors within the first 24 hours of admission and to compare the dosing of the 2B3A and the bleeding rate in men and women respectively. I suppose you have to have some way of defining whether the dosage of 2B3A inhibitor is actually too high or whether it's acceptable. That's correct. We're fortunate in that there are very clear recommendations based upon the package inserts for tyrofaban and eptifibatide, the two FDA-approved 2B3A inhibitors in this population, for dose adjustment based on renal function. And so we used those definitions to define excess dose. Specifically, if patients were given a full dose but fell below those creatinine clearance cutoffs as specified for each of those two drugs, we considered them to be receiving excess dose. What proportion of the women in this study then did you find were receiving an excess dose? Almost half, and that was a pretty surprising number. Overall, 26% of patients getting the 2B3A inhibitors received excess dose, but when we looked by patient sex, 17% of men and almost half, specifically 46.4% of women, were receiving excessive dose. Do you have any insights or thoughts as to why many more women are being excessively dosed than men? Well, we actually calculated creatinine clearance using the Cockroft-Galt equation, and this includes patient weight, patient sex, patient age, and serum creatinine value. Of course, women tend to be of smaller body size and of older age. So for a given serum creatinine, which I think that oftentimes physicians use as a quick estimate of renal function being either pretty good or not so good, often underestimates the actual creatinine clearance in subpopulations, women being certainly one of them. So now that you've got this finding, what are you going to do with it? How are you going to disseminate it to the wider medical community and, and try to change practice here? I think one of the really interesting parts about our particular study is that we've long discussed about the differences in outcomes in women, and this actually begins to show us a potential reason for some of these differences in outcomes, and I think that's helpful. I also think that it shows that in women and men alike, we need to be a little bit better about being careful with the dosing of these drugs. Karen Alexander from Duke University in Durham, North Carolina. Peter.